Welcome to the Authentic Work Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Katherine Ciano, teaming strategist, change enabler, and people enthusiast committed to helping you work better. Each episode, I'll highlight challenges to working authentically and give you strategies to help you navigate and overcome them. You'll not only leave feeling challenged, but also encouraged. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Authentic Work Podcast. I am so glad that you are here and joining me today. I, again, am kind of excited about this topic because it's something that I know a lot about, and it's something that I think scares a lot of people, and that is emotions. And I think it's kind of scary because it's not like behaviors, which you can see. And we have 100% control over our behaviors. Our emotions are a little bit more nebulous, kind of like the wind, where you know it exists and you can see the effect of it, but like you can't see it. For that reason, I think sometimes our emotions are undervalued or they're looked at as bad or they're skewed towards one gender. Either way, I I think they're undervalued and I'm excited that we get to talk about them today. I am going to start out with a story that will really highlight how I came to realize the value that emotions have in work. There are likely going to be differing opinions about emotions place in work, but I think they absolutely belong in work. You'll also hear people talk about not making emotional decisions. And I think it's very rare that emotions aren't included in many of the decisions that we make. What it might come down to is a lack of awareness of the emotions that are in play or what emotions are in play. It doesn't mean they're not there because the person is not aware of the emotion. So story time. This story has to do with me and teams at work. And the thing that would keep happening is I'd be in a a team meeting or a group meeting and I'd say some things. And then after the meeting, I'd walk away and rethink everything that I said and be concerned about how it landed, how it was interpreted, not feel like I communicated it or articulated it the way I wanted to. And so when that continued to happen, I'd go into subsequent meetings and say, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to be quiet. But time and time again, I say something. And again, it would come out in ways that were not as clearly thought out or as articulate as I wanted it to be. And what I realized is I was responding in a very reactive way. And I wanted to respond in a more intentional way. What was driving the reactivity were, you guessed it, my emotions. And so then the next question was, okay, Catherine, where is this coming from? What's causing you to kind of have this emotional response? So the first thing is, okay, asking a question, recognizing it, and then asking the question. And I realized it was a certain type of behavior that would trigger a certain reaction out of me. I identified it as when someone speaks an opinion as though it's a fact. That was something that I wasn't a huge fan of, 
And that would definitely cause me to speak up even when I hadn't quite thought through what I wanted to say and how I wanted to say it. That was a beautiful realization that, okay, there's actually something that's causing you to feel agitated. I didn't master it right away though. What really brought it home for me was when I realized that I was approaching it all wrong. My response was, don't say anything. And I realized, no, there's a reason why you want to say something. There's a reason why you continue to speak, because that's a part of who you are. You're not going to see something that's a problem and not say something. So the problem is not you saying something. The problem is how you're saying it, how you're responding. That was a beautiful insight, a beautiful aha moment for me because I stopped fighting myself. I stopped fighting my emotions. And then I was able to interact with them differently, ask questions in terms of, okay, what's going on here? What is this reaction about? What's going to be the most effective way to respond? How do you want to respond? Is now the right time to respond? So once I stopped suppressing my emotions, and again, that's that ball underwater. Once I stopped pushing that ball underwater and just kind of said, okay, it's here. Let it be here. Figure out what's going on and then what's going to be the best way to respond. Things turned out way better. Hence, the first myth I'd like to shatter about emotions is that they're bad. They're not. They're no worse than an engine light on your car being bad. So for example, think about if your your gas light comes on. It's communicating that there's something going on that needs some attention and that needs some action from you. That's exactly what emotions are. It's communicating important information to you. Something that needs attention, something that may need an action from you. Our role is to pay attention. The other thing about emotions is that it's not helpful to think about them as good or bad. Again, it's no helpful in thinking about, I like the gas light, but not really the oil light or not really the check engine light. They're different lights communicating different things, requiring different actions. Same thing with emotions. So they're not good or bad. We prefer the ones that I'd call positive emotions like happy, joy, thrill, excitement, and not the ones that I'd call negative emotions like sadness, agitation, frustration, anger. Good and bad is a judgment. And we don't want to do that when it comes to emotions. They are what they are, and our role is to pay attention to them. Therefore, the second takeaway about emotions are not to judge them. They're valid and they make sense in some way. The appropriate way to respond to them is with the question of what am I experiencing and what's going to be the most helpful way to respond to what I'm experiencing. Getting comfortable with interacting and understanding your own emotional experience is important because if you don't recognize the communication, you're going to miss some very important information and you're not going to respond in a helpful way. Think about our gas tank, for example. If that light comes on and we think, not important, and just keep driving, what do we think will happen? It happens all the time with emotions not important. We just ignore them or we try to suppress them and then they come out in different ways. 
My challenge to you, therefore, is number one, develop a practice of checking in with yourself. And what's really, 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 really important, don't ask yourself why. Don't ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? Why can take you down a rabbit hole that you may or may not come out of anytime soon. Instead, ask yourself what? What's going on here? Where is this coming from? So we're moving from why to what to where. That's going to be more helpful for you. The other thing I would like to encourage you to do, number two, I'd like to encourage you to name it. Put some words around the experience. This is important because we can misname things all the time. And if we misname it or mislabel it or misunderstand it, that's what's going to drive our actions. And so therefore, if we've identified the wrong thing, we're going to act on the wrong thing. And that likely will not be helpful for you or anyone around you. Finally, drop the judgment. Emotions are not a sign of weakness. We don't act on every emotion. We understand them, reflect, and figure out what's going to be the most helpful way to respond. I'm pretty sure the topic of emotions will come up again and again in future episodes. So let's think about today's episode as a little bit of an introduction, just to get you familiar with the fact that emotions are a part of life. They are not negative. And the more you are aware of them and what's going on, the more effective you will be and the more authentic in your work you can be. So with that, I'll leave you. I'd like to remind you that if you have a question, I would very much like to hear it. If you want it answered on the podcast, please go to my website, teamingstrategy.com forward slash podcast. You'll see a little pink button that says click here to submit a question. Please do go ahead and submit a question and I would love to answer it on the podcast. I'd like to also encourage you to share this episode if you found it helpful. If you found it had some nice insights, please share with your friends, with your family. Feel free to leave a review and I would love to have you subscribe. Until next time, remember there is only one you there can be.